0: Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Basilio, welcome you to another edition. Uh, we are live today in the Ray Mirror Studio. It's a Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you and yours. Glad to be with you uh, today on um, just a kind of a surreal day. Um, got the news yesterday afternoon that our friend, our caller, just our all-around good buddy Roger, had had passed away suddenly at his house and. Um, after a brief illness and it's just extremely it's extremely hard to believe extremely unsettling and uh last night jumped in here and did the Garza law tennessee basketball overtime and tried as best we could to keep the subject because in a in a form like that you, you have people that want to talk about the game and that's why they tune in um this is my show though and on this show down through the years Roger always had a home and a place where he was welcome and a place where we celebrated his life and shined the light on him and had his birthday party every year and and I had um you know, I had a—I have a brother, my brother Steve, who's four years older than me, and I've always had a heart for special people, uh, for that reason. And um, Roger, when I'm, um, anytime I was around him, always, always made me feel better, and he's gonna be missed. And it's very hard to believe he's gone. Now, go over to tclub.team today. People have sent me some photos. And uh, people are sending all kinds of stuff from all over the world today. We'll be posting some of that as we go. Um, Putting like a picture collage up of him. Um, Been a really difficult 24 hours here for us and um, I literally think I cried more yesterday for Roger than I did when my parents passed away which I was crying with a a friend of mine yesterday about him well the great Dave Locke and Dave said you know we we just got so attached to the guy and um, Dave was so good to him as were countless others in our community who were just touched by his spirit and I want to thank you for your generosity toward him down through the years all the people that would go up to Roger, I've got a great shot of him and Lambrito waving W. Lynn's flag um, at a Tennessee baseball watch party and uh You know, little things like that, the way you included a young guy like that, who's just a child at heart, shared your life with him, shared moments with him, Many's he's going to be missed. He is going to be missed. And so today what we're going to do is we're gonna bring uh in Roger's honor, we're gonna bring Jerry Palm on today here in about because he was scheduled and we're gonna and we're gonna mix our sports today with our with our remembrances of Roger, but um we're gonna bring Jerry Palm on here in a few minutes. We're gonna have a, what we call a bracketology intervention with him. Cause I think Jerry's lost his cotton peck of mind. Once Jerry um leaves us We are then going to bring Bino Jeff Henderson in here, and we're going to open it up, and we're just going to laugh, and we're going to enjoy and celebrate Roger's life, and we're going to talk sports, and the great Sean Sinclair is here, and I want to thank X for help me out today cuz i was in, i was wrecked i was in no mood to write a blog yesterday i was really in no mood to do the show last night not this about me cuz it's not about me but there's an expectation and so x today wrote a really great report on the offensive side of the football tennessee's recruitment recruiting some of the names you're going to see in here as we get around junior day which is this weekend Man, the weather is just splendid outside. Things are blooming. And, um, yeah, it's a beautiful day. I don't know if we're heading to overtime today. I'm I'm pretty spent, to be honest with you. So I'm kind of hoping to get this in in a few hours. Oh, man. Um, so there's just so many people out there that, you know the thing about people like Rajas and, and 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 Jim Wright taught me this with uh, fish Hosp- fish hospitality pantry. I said to him one time, I said, Jim, um, why is it that we're around these marginalized folks, and why is it that when I walk out of here, I feel So much more wealthier for having done this. And he said, Oh, that's. He said, That's part of the mystery, man. He said, You know, those people walk through those doors empty-handed because they're marginalized by life, but yet they leave you with so much because there's a wealth in it. And they have a wealth to them. And he said, you know, I said, I can really feel God's presence. I can really feel God's presence when I'm around these people. And he said, yeah, because God is a God of the marginalized and the cast aside. And, man, you spent time around Raj, and that mystery was... uh, a mystery was alive and well. It was alive and well. Jerry Palm, I'm going to let Cinco and um, Bino say a few things later. I gotta get Jerry in here, and then we'll we'll get into this. Uh, we'll get into celebrating Raj today, and, and and breaking it down scientifically. We'll get the latest on Zz. They're going to look at him. Um, One way or another, the news on ZZ is not good. One way or another, let's say the basketball team, barring a miracle, is going to have to navigate through the rest of their schedule minus their point guard, which is really kind of a mess. But uh, we take a brief timeout, and we come back. It is the Wednesday edition. Dr. Sean Sinclair is here. Jerry Palm, bracket intervention after this.
9: This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour.
2: Coming to
9: Star Theater in Pulaski, The Play That Goes Wrong, March 3rd, 4th, 5th, 10th, and 11th. When a ragtag theater troupe attempts to present your basic murder mystery, everything falls apart and quickly descends into a rollicking comedy so bad, it's good. Showtimes are 7 p.m. March 3rd, 4th, 10th, and 11th with a 2 p.m. matinee March 5th. For tickets, visit startheater.org. Don't miss The Play That Goes Wrong, March 3rd through 11th at Star Theater, east side of the square, downtown Pulaski.
10: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: I call this bracket intervention. Jerry Palm now joining us. You know, friends, at times, friends are called in to, you know, help other friends when they see them. Try to show show them the error of their ways. And Jerry, we've been talking now. You know I come about this as an, from with an honest soul. We've... Um, We've been talking for 30 years. You had something called uh, CollegeRPI.com when we met. Is that correct? Would, would, that, would that ring true with you?
11: Oh, yes, for
0: sure. Okay. So you know that we, you know, and down through the years, you and I have had this thing of does the committee look at the team names or the matchups or right. try, to get, try to get Barnes against Texas somewhere in their region just, you know, for fun. Pearl against uh, well, Pearl can't play against Tennessee. I, I, what are they going to do when they have these? Super, anyway. Yeah. What are they going to do when they have these super leagues eventually, Jerry? Are they going to have to relax those rules when we when we start on these twenty team leagues?
11: Yeah, uh, you, you know that. If they ever get that big, then yeah, that could be a problem. Um, they've already relaxed the rules because the leagues got big, yep. and they did that. Oh, I don't know, six or seven years ago now. Um, they relaxed the bracketing rules so that you could have teams from the same league meet in the second round if they'd only played each other once. Um, I don't think they're going to change those rules unless they get to a point where they're having to switch too many seeds. And, you know, look, if you've got a 20-team tournament, there isn't anything you can do. There's <laughs> a 20-team league and you've got like
12: what
13: 20
11: you can do. teams. In the- yeah, I mean, there isn't anything you can do. There's no, yeah. there's no bracket solution to that.
0: Well, at that point, you're – at that point, major college sports have become absurd. Which you know, next year see me when Oklahoma and when Oklahoma and, and Texas join the SEC. When USC, UCLA join the Big Ten. That's the height of absurdity. But at any rate, we we move along here, Jerry. Before we do our bracket intervention, and and really, you, I love you, but you're in need of a bracket intervention today in the worst way. Um okay. Zakai Ziegler gets hurt last night for the Vols. He is their point guard. Uh, They kind of don't have a backup point guard, which is not good, but that's sort of where things are. How much does the committee, if he's not able to go, if the word comes out later today, whenever, that he's lost for the year? He's probably going to be lost for the year anyway because it's a severe knee sprain at the very least from what I'm hearing.
11: Non-contact injuries are never good.
0: Uh, right that's a great
11: those, those, those never work out well
0: that's a good point point. and then rick barnes coming on the floor last night which you never say right. they say that zizi's the toughest guy on their team they say that zizi when he was walking by the uh, bench last night um a source of mine who was right on the court right there said that he looked over at the at the fellow veterans on the team and said i'm really sorry guys and he was like wincing and crying and yeah, just in total pain. And I'm really sorry, guys. But the question becomes now for you, does the committee, when it comes to seed the Vols, I don't want to use the term punish, but do they punish the Vols for that?
11: It's not a, it wouldn't be a punishment. It would. It's just an evaluation. Um, it depends on how Tennessee plays the rest of the way. So the committee um, will... Uh, judge the team a little bit more, little, the operative word, mm-hmm. based on how they play with the team that's going into the tournament, that roster, versus mm-hmm. otherwise. Um, and there are examples. Um, and this particularly, this particular situation at Tennessee hits close to home for me because in 2010, around this time of year, about a week earlier, Robbie Hummel blows his knee at Minnesota from non-contact uh, injury. Remember? remember that. And that team was going to be a number one seed that they were, they were a favorite to win the national championship. Not the but A, favorite to win the national championship. And Robbie Hummel blows his knee. And Purdue is not quite the same after that. You know, and they, they lose a few. They still win the Big Ten. Um, they're still a good team. They still have players, but they're not the same. And they end up with a resume that looks more like a three seed than, you know, the potential overall number one, or certainly number one seed. And the committee made them a four.
12: Mm-hmm.
11: And that's so when I talk about consideration, it's not dramatic, and you might not even notice because other teams have problems too. So, and it depends on who you're, you're being compared with. So Tennessee's, you know, entire season still counts. They're not going to ignore everything else they did, but there might be some slight adjustment. So if it looks like Tennessee is a little bit under at the end of the year because they didn't play quite as well down the stretch as they had otherwise then that'll be why. But it's not like they're going to take a team that's got a four-seed resume and make them an eight. <laughs>
0: it's just not. They not, drop you not, a line? They drop you a couple teams? Is that what you're in danger of, of happening?
11: Yeah, it may be a line. It's certain, I've never seen anything more than one line, and I think most adjustments are not obvious to the casual server. Okay. So you lose somebody like a Robbie Hummel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
11: You lose uh, the... the Kenyon Martin
0: in 2009? Yes. Yep, mm-hmm.
11: exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they, and they didn't have any indication then because he lost. They they lost Martin in the first half of the first conference tournament game that they lost.
0: So So they had no chance to look at the had, team without they had him thirty
11: yeah. minutes of, of, of we're in shock basketball mm-hmm. to judge Cincinnati on. So that was they were flying blind there, but they had a little more work to work with was Robbie Hummel. And there've been probably others, but those are the two that stand out and this is a I would say similar situation to that.
0: So the and Vols yeah. Ziegler
11: is important to the team, you know?
0: so, so I guess that the Vols played really well and beat that Arkansas team by 25 points last night or something close to that. After um uh Ziegler went down in the I want to say right before the first TV timeout. So they basically raced by that team from there. I would imagine that would help Tennessee's cause sure. uh, in, in that end to at least show they could play without him.
11: Yeah, you know, for one game they did. We'll see what what happens the rest of the way here. And there's not a lot of season left, obviously, one regular season game in the conference tournament. So, yeah, yeah, they'll have a chance to to show what they can do or not. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said, I I wouldn't expect anything dramatic in terms of seeding with Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you might not even notice.
0: Jerry, you know, when it comes to our college basketball, you and I would have to agree we're brothers in underachievement. Down through the years, my... Tennessee basketball volunteers, your Purdue Boilermakers have been—I uh, don't want to use the term chokers—but it's it, for some reason that we we found. Let's just put it this way: we found ways to see, and our teams have have invented ways to torture us in March. Indeed. So I think we would both agree on that. Yep. And Jerry, I know I you're up wanting up a fan whole. You know. So, uh, listen, listen. I, I know you're like. Some people in the audience that are 39 in Holden. Jerry, your guys are not a number one seed anymore, and, and I love you. They've lost four of their last six, Jer. okay, Jerry. Jerry, they're not a, Jerry, they're not a number one seed anymore.
11: But you don't get judged on your, first, or your last two weeks. You get judged on your entire season, and their entire resume is still better than the teams chasing them. However, had Texas won this weekend, they would be a one and Purdue would be a two. But Texas lost, Arizona lost, the Chasers also lost. That's why Purdue stayed on the top line. But, you know, they, they have played their way down the top line. And, and and there was a gap between the top line and the two line that that gap is now pretty well gone. So, you know, if, if Purdue doesn't start turning things around, they're not going to be a number one seed. It, it's as plain as day. But... For now, at least, because Texas lost, um, in particular, Purdue is still on the top line. Which is why when I talk about seeding, you know, like, well, what, you know, what's going to happen if my team does this? And I always say it depends on what other teams do. Purdue has benefited from what other teams did.
0: Jerry Stats by Will Warren, who joins us, um, says the top of the field this year historically Compared to other tournaments, it's historically weak. And and your Purdue guys are sort of indicative of that, aren't they?
11: Well, I, I, I mean, I guess I haven't really thought about historically weak, but um, I don't even know how I would measure that. But the one thing that's definitely different about this year is that there isn't a dominant team or two or three. Like we have most years where you're looking at, at teams and you're like, yeah, they're they're better than everyone else, even the other teams on the one line. Yep. And this year, it's not for sure. I mean, the, the, the nobody on the one line just looks like, oh yeah, that team is definitely going to the Final Four. Yeah, there just isn't anything that can stop them. They're that dominant. We don't have that in college basketball this year, so that might be his point. And, and in that case, that would be accurate. But I don't, I don't have a history to compare it to. Brian, are you? Um
0: are you concerned about Jerry still having his team on the one line? Would you like to take part in our intervention here, Bry? You have a thought on yeah, that? Yes.
14: So it it sounds like uh, if Purdue goes one and one this week, he may have a decision to make as part of where to where to have him come uh, the end. No, of because Christmas the teams Sunday, in he'll...
0: front of him, or the teams behind him, are going to keep losing, and that's you said, Jets, Jerry's.
14: Yeah. Well. Well,
0: but he yeah, can't wait to slide
14: that. the balls. Listen, he can't wait to slide the balls down two lines. He did put him up one you line after last night. I oh, did
0: he? Did he move him?
14: Yeah, he he moved him up to a three because he knew he was
0: coming on here. Jerry, you you do that right? You care, <laughs> Jerry. You care about what market oh, you're on, a right?
14: Video schedule and adjust
0: teams accordingly. Yeah. That's <laughs> <not right. laughs> Yeah, that's always been your style, Jerry. Yeah. yeah. You're a real panderer.
11: Because, because as you know, know, I I do nothing but
15: pander to the audience.
0: Your Twitter feed feed is indicative of of, of a man who panders a lot. They're always telling you how great you are, Jerry, on your Twitter feed. Every time you appear on here, we always get just so much love mail for you. But, Brian, we love Jerry, but we have to admit, that we've got to do an intervention. Should we open Jerry's bracket here live on the air, uh, Brian? Get him to move yeah, I've in real right time. I've got it right in front of me. No, no, yeah. we need him to open it. We need him to open it with the key. As the great, late great Roger would say, with the key, get the key, and we need, and we need, uh, we need um, <laughs> Jerry Palm is on the TLD Logistics Hotline. Presented by our friends at TLD Logistics, online at tldlogistics.com. Jerry, can we do that in real time? Can you just move Purdue to your two-line, just real quick?
11: Behind who?
0: Let's move, uh, Brian, let's move UCLA up. That's who Brian said yesterday. Brian? Brian?
14: UCLA to me looks like they're a, uh, I think they're a legit national champion. I think they See? win it all. See, I, Brian Hartman. Right I would now. go on Brian Hartman's
0: word here, Jerry.
11: Okay, can I respond to that now? Um, Okay, I've seen UCLA live um, this year, and I've watched them on TV. They're a great team. They're one of a dozen teams that could absolutely win the national championship this year because we don't have the dominant teams at the top of the bracket like we just talked about. UCLA's best win is Maryland. And you're not a number one seed when your best win is an eight-seed kind of team. You know, you've you've got to have a better win than that. If you're going to compete with the teams at the top of this bracket, you've got to have a better win than Maryland. Actually, Kentucky is playing its way into being a better win, <laughs> but they played the Kentucky that hadn't figured things out yet. So, you know, so still, so, so I mean, I I like UCLA. It's not a competitive t- resume for the t- for the one line because they just don't have the kind of quality wins that everybody they're competing
0: with has. Jerry, have you ever moved a team live on the air? Have you ever just opened your bracket up and done it? I mean, let's do an interview. Come on, man. We can do it. Uh, it's not going to happen.
11: Because you're not going to convince me to do it.
0: Brian, if UCLA and and uh, Purdue play, who wins? Brian Hartman. And I would listen to Brian Hartman here because he's like Google.
14: Right now? Yeah. Yeah, the uh- – Purdue team that's played uh, that struggled here lately. I, I think I would like on a neutral floor. I'd like to, I'd probably take UCLA in that game because they have they have more experience back court than than yeah. Purdue does. They would definitely
11: they would definitely have an advantage in the backcourt because those guys are really good. But, can guard and them. they've done it before. They, they've made a run before in tourney, So yeah, that would yeah. be my pick. Yeah, that's one of those. That's one of the teams that could end up being a matchup problem for Purdue. Because of their experienced guards.
0: Jerry, how tortured are are Purdue fans at this point?
11: Um, Every point. It never changes.
0: I mean, they Uh, were number one, streaking, looked unbeatable a month ago. And here comes March, and there goes Purdue. Here's the thing. Yeah.
11: Purdue fans are conditioned to wait for the other shoe to drop. (laughs) Just like we are. That's our our natural state. (laughs) It's the truth. We're just just waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's so so, cruel. That's my whole life, right? Yes. I'm I'm always looking up in the air, waiting for shoes to fall on me.
0: Cubs had all those great players, Jared, and they won one championship, and it was when they were all kids.
11: And then they got rid of all of them.
0: And they got rid of every single one of them. Before, like, five years were out. Instead of having a young core that they had there for 15 years, they acted like they were a poor franchise. When the Rickett family owns everything around Wrigleyville, even owns the high rise, you have to go there to see this. They even own the high rises out there on Addison on Addison, and they act like they have no money. It's totally, totally disgraceful. But the last
11: couple of years, they've they have actually sucked on purpose. It has been their intent to suck on purpose, and I just I can't
0: I can't even. Can't sign off on that. No. Carry I also can't sign off on letting you keep Purdue as a one seed. So can we open the bracket? Well, I okay, but you haven't got a better option yet. Brian Hartman just said UCLA.
11: Yeah, and I just told you why they're not a better option.
14: Okay, UCLA, let's look at some other UCLA, ones. UCLA, c uh,
11: 2
14: until... You know, you've got Marquette is, is Marquette playing a pretty... That, that, they're Marquette. playing In decent, honor of Marquette, good league,
0: the XFL.
11: I, I, I really like Marquette. Purdue beat him
0: yeah, but the Vols beat Texas. The Vols beat all these teams that are in front of them. What's a Kansas? What's that because mean? Got a, but
11: Purdue's got a better record, a better schedule, and a win over Marquette. So Tennessee does not have a better record than the teams that, the, that you're talking about. They don't have a better schedule than the teams you're talking about. But Purdue does <laughs> They'll have a better record and a better schedule than Marquette. And I really like Marquette. I mean, I mean that, that team has really come on. Shock has done a great job with them.
0: So weird how he couldn't coach a lick.
11: They're, they're, that's a gritty team. Yeah, they look like you know some of his BCU teams, man. They, they, they fight you. So it's, weird uh, with better talent. That's c- really good.
0: He couldn't do any of that at Texas. Yet he's found that magic again up there with the grit yeah, and fact, all that.
11: You know, there's a lot to be said for fit when it comes to a coaching
0: mm-hmm. job. You know, mm-hmm. I think that was just a place where he isn't fit. And uh,
11: you know, he found a, he, You know, he's originally from Wisconsin. So, you know, Marquette turned out to be a good fit for him. VCU was a great fit for him. Um, So I'm not surprised he's doing well. I'm never surprised when he does well because he's a good coach.
0: Uh, Sean Sinclair, how would you grade our intervention with Jerry Palm today? Would you say it's sort of successful, almost successful, or has this been just not not working at this point?
16: I think Jerry is wiping the floor with the two of you.
0: So, Jerry, what, I guess what you're saying is you're not going to open your bracket live on the air. and
11: I'm not afraid to drop Purdue down. I was ready to drop Purdue down. But then the team I was going to move up, they lost too. So, you know, it still come.
0: Jerry, uh, how many SEC teams currently in your field? Hmm. And by the way, what about Auburn? What about Auburn if tennis, if they lose two in a row and Tennessee knocks them, uh, Tennessee down and beats them Saturday.
11: Yeah, I've I've got Auburn pretty squarely on the bubble because hmm. you know that's a that's a team that has <laughs> got some problems with their resume. Yeah. Um, you know, that's uh, I think I've got eight SEC teams in the bracket today. Yeah, eight. Hmm. Um, yeah, but Auburn, you know, there's just there's not much meat in that schedule. Uh, and those results, they're two and eight against quad one teams with two quad one games left. They, they entered the SEC tournament two and ten. In fact, that, that group of teams, that's a problem. Um, that's, by the way, what North Carolina is trying to attain, is two and ten against quad one. I mean, so that's that's who we're comparing them to. Um, that's uh, that's not a team you want to be compared with right now.
0: North Carolina will be aided by the name on that jersey, though.
11: If you insist. I'll never talk you out of it. But other than to say, Kentucky's number one seed in the NIT. The number one seed in the NIT. The first team out of the NIT was Kentucky one year. Indiana has recently been the number one seed in the NIT. so Or a number one seed in the NIT. I don't think they were first.
0: When Kentucky went up there... Hey, when Kentucky went up there and got beat by Robert Morris, it was a great day for college basketball.
11: I agree. But you can't tell me blue blood matters if they're leaving Kentucky as the team out. Well, never let the facts you don't get- have any, Here's the thing. You don't have any examples to prove your point, because there aren't any. There aren't any examples to, of teams crawling onto the bottom of the bracket because they were a blue blood.
0: Brian, you got really? Jerry's hackles up today. I hope you're happy, Brian. <laughs> all right. Jerry, on the way up, <laughs> if folks want to read your stuff or they want to interact with you and tell you how much they love you on Twitter and tell you how you're number one along with Purdue, how do they do so?
11: Uh, it's uh, JP Palm CBS on Twitter. And then, of course, CBSSports.com is where the, where the bracket and all the, all the columns are.
0: Love you, brother. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, hi, right, thanks Sean grade the intervention today, well, I tried Skies guys have lost four or six, and he has them on the one one line. I'm trying to keep the guy from embarrassing himself, Sean, and he's not going for it
16: well, you know you you do this with him week after week, and yes. then it's like he's nostradamus he uh he talked about Tennessee, you know. And gave some valid reasons why Tennessee wasn't the number one seed yet, and said we had a chance to prove it and he proved he's he was right, and that's before zakai with the up and down play, so he's been doing this a long time he's a he's a lightning rod, but he's the best in the business, so I think you i think you i think you put in a uh, a good shift, but in the end. He held his ground, and I think he came out on top.
0: And, Brian, wh- I mean, if we're going to do an intervention, you got to be stronger than that, man. You can't just sit there and laugh and giggle with him. We need to be ripping the guy.
14: <laughs> it's an embarrassment. I don't want to do too much. Sahe. I want him to be able to come back. That's I want to be good in good standing here. We don't so want to we we don't want continue to run. have these sessions later on. Yeah,
0: we it. don't want to burn him out like we have some you guys know. in the past who have gotten pissed off at us and... Called me unprofessional and whatnot, behind the scenes, whatnot, Mari Hanks. We bring uh Bino Jeff Anderson in here. Bino, good morning. I know you and Bino texted me yesterday or when Raj passed away and said, like, Man, I want to sit on tomorrow. Be among my friends. And uh Cinco said that he's one thousand percent on board with that. So that's the family we have here. Good morning, Jeff.
15: Morning, Tony and uh, Brian and Sean. Appreciate you guys letting me be a part of it today. Out of order here.
0: Did um, you think that our? You think Jerry's going to sit down this afternoon and change his uh, deal?
15: No, Tony. I, I I think before you, you know, people have to understand they have a problem before they address it.
0: <laughs> so great so great sean sinclair when i say uh roger and you hear what
16: what do you think buddy tony you were talking earlier about your conversation with your friend and why people tend to make us feel better about ourselves and you know i was thinking about that and I think that, you know what, in our own right, we're all stars and stars shine. Some stars shine brighter than others. And unfortunately, it seems to be my experience that the ones that shine brighter tend to not shine quite as long. And, you know, when you think about Roger, you know, we are all, when we enter this earth, we are all given a purpose by our creator. And a lot of times we search for that purpose and we we read books about how to find that purpose or the purpose-driven life, etc. But we, we are all on a quest for that. And apparently, Roger, the star that he is, he took to that assignment and he finished that assignment quicker th- than we do. And in doing so his savior took him home. And so for that, I want to say, well done servant. I will see you one day and that infectious smile and it makes my heart warm. Know that you are made whole sitting next to Jesus up in heaven. And I, I, could only hope that I would have a fraction of the impact, even given my blessings and abilities that Roger may not have had. Different, but not the same. I'm not equal there. But I celebrate Roger and I appreciate what he brought and just the level of impact that he had on people should tell us all to appreciate every single star out there. So with that, I say goodbye, Roger. You will be missed. Rest rest in peace, my friend.
0: God, that's so beautiful, man. So beautiful. In case you're just joining us, our caller Roger passed away yesterday, um, suddenly. And... Um, and he left us way too soon, and he left such a mark and an impact on all of us. And, Sean, that was so well put. We continue. I want to get your calls in. I want to get Bino in here. I want to laugh a little. Uh, our overtime segments, for those of you who never heard them, when Roger was on, and one time I asked for Roger, I said, Roger, if I say something and if Jimmy Hyam says something, who you believe? He goes e- Jimmy I said squeeze me? He he goes e- Jimmy <laughs> It's absolutely next level. Absolutely next level. So we continue after this.
15: This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. t Willy, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee.
17: This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia home paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. Ace is the
12: place with the helpful hardware.
9: This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at four o'clock to five o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro—you name it—fantasy. We're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, four o'clock to five on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. <laughs>
15: Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship, hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31.00 a.m
7: columbia's own seventh annual mid-state classic collegiate softball tournament returns march 15th at the ridley sports complex come see the lady volunteers face off against austin p starting at 5 30 p.m opening game columbia state versus motlow college at 1 p.m food trucks on site and parking is free tickets are 10 dollars and sold exclusively online at columbiatn.com slash midstate classic or check out the city of columbia parks and recreation today the midstate classic march 15th see you at the game
18: murray county volunteer firefighters are hosting their annual mulch sale fundraiser saturday march 4th beginning at 8 a.m locals can drive through station 12 and purchase black brown or red mulch in support of murray county fire volunteer personnel this fundraiser will directly support and equip murray county volunteer firefighters to serve our community join us at 1180 carters creek pipe on march 4th or visit murraycountyfiretn.org that's murraycountyfiretn.org
4: this is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia,
0: Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. We welcome you in It's your Tony Basilio show. Celebrating Roger today, laughing, crying, and trying to get through the day. Beano Jeff Henderson joins on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online, TLDLogistics.com. Dino Jeff Henderson. Welcome in, buddy. Hope, I wish it was again, um, <clears throat> when I called you yesterday, I wish it was against better circumstances. Yeah,
15: me too, Tony. I wish I was here for the Jerry Palm intervention. Um, I'm, a... Uh, Uh, I'm heartbroken, Tony, uh, but not for Roger. Uh, Roger's where he was always intended to be, and that's with Jesus and the rest of the angels. I'm I'm heartbroken for the rest of us who carry on here without him. Um, Roger was the kindest, most tolerant, kind-hearted man I've ever known. Pure hearted man I've ever known. Uh, he was a gift from God. And unfortunately, we, we don't get to keep those. We, we just borrow them, uh, for as long as God blesses us with them and then he calls them home. Uh, there will be a void both on the show and off. Uh, but I would never be selfish enough to call Roger back. <laughs> From the healthy body that he's now in and the paradise in in which he now resides. Um, We love you, Roger. Uh, Thank you for sharing your gifts with us, and we're all better for it.
0: Hmm. So, let's now laugh. gentleman just texted me Bino, and he said "You heard Jerry Palm intervention is like trying to get Roger to eat a green vegetable Tony come on <laughs> we'd be out with Raj I'm like Raj come on buddy no Tony come on come on Roger take a spoonful uh, and then no don't let like, don't like vegetables. And I mean this cat was serious now. He wasn't coming off at, was he, Bino?
15: Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It was meat and potatoes.
0: To the phones we go. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two if you want to join. Wanna hear from you today. Celebrating our friend and talking sports, as he would have us do. I'll never forget when he would call in and tell me how we were going to beat Oregon back in the uh, early Butch Jones days. And we would tear the paper on him on the air. And I'd tell him what those teams are going to do to us. And just rip. The, Why are you ripping the paper? Why? Why? Let's go to the phones. One time, Bino, I asked him, I said, uh, Raj, who's better looking, me or Jimmy Himes? He goes, "I, I do I really need to answer that?
16: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. I think he and your dad compare notes.
0: Oh, oh amen. Those Ch- are your two biggest cheerleaders. Let's go to the phones.
16: Tony, I remember you
15: following up. Yeah. One of Titan's Bill's calls for his favorite women of color. You asked Roger his favorite woman of color, and it was Heather Harrington.
0: Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome <laughs> Heather in. Heather was number one on every list. Heather was number one on every list. <laughs> Hello and welcome into our first call.
19: Oh, Tony, this is uh, Luke and I tell you dome. Uh,
0: hey, Lukey Dome. We don't need it this. Got, hey, we we didn't need your dome. It was it was retractable this February, Luke.
19: Oh, that's great. That's great. Yep. Well, I got home last night about one thirty a.m. from the ball game, and I turned on your show. You know the replay, and I got it bit by bit. You know, I heard your show yesterday. When you talk to him at nine o'clock, you know, he was in a class all by himself. He was in a higher class than most anybody. Uh, we're going to miss him. We all love, I agree with everything Beno said and you and and he would never say anything bad about anybody. And you know, you did a little comedy with him and you try to get him to say something bad about somebody, but he would never do it. He would never do it. You know, he he was just a great guy. You know, uh, he would come to the show and he would say hello to Matt. He didn't want to say hello to everybody at one time. He would say, hello, Matt. Then he would say, hello, Brian. Then he would say, hello, Beano. Hello, Sean. And uh, I always enjoyed that, you know, the way he did that. And, uh, you know, he was also of your employees. You know, he, he came to the watch party. And you would have him hand out the numbers, you know. Win. Right. That's
0: right. we put him to work. That's exactly right. I'm glad you noticed that. We put him to work. Well, I did. I, yep. I noticed that it
19: would have
0: happened. Yep. You know,
19: he'd give the numbers out. And we'd win a prize. Or win yep.
0: He loved doing that. He loved going around the room. So what Luke's talking about is when we would do a watch party, um, we would have entry blanks, and Roger would go around the room and get everybody to sign up and it was just a way of of including him and he was just so into that just so into that
19: yeah, and he enjoyed it too you know yeah really enjoyed it
0: it's a way a great way of including him Yep.
19: and i know i got to take him home one time from one of your watch parties oh that's my neat brother did too
0: oh that's and really neat about
19: 20 or 25 people
0: that's really neat
19: We'd help you out and take
0: him home. Oh. And,
19: and so, well, he was just a great guy. He was in his own class. And we we're going to miss him. And, you know, uh, the comedy. Was, he was always serious, though. So, you know, he'd generally always be serious. But you brought the comedy out in
0: it. Mm hmm. He used to love to laugh. Yeah.
19: And I remember that time he went uh, over at Yellow Stadium to, you know, talk to see the coach. and... And they stopped it right before they got to him. hmm. And you, uh, you took care of him after that and made sure he got to meet the coach later. And I think they gave him a football or something
0: mm-hmm. like that. Mm hmm. I remember that. That was fake Dame Bradshaw, actually. Uh, fake Dame Bradshaw went out of his way to make sure Roger got an autographed football from. Uh, who was it? I think it was from. It was from Butch Jones. And. We tried to this year do an intervention with him. Bino knows about this, where we wanted him to come down to Calhoun's on the river and throw his, right before the Alabama game and do an exorcism, and throw his Butch Jones football on the river. And, Bino, was he going for throwing his Butch Jones football on the river? No way in the world
15: he was throwing in Butch Jones. He goes, why?
0: Why? We're like... We're like, Roger, we got to break the curse, man. we got to break. Why? He's like, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not throwing my football away. Well. You're my man, Luke. I, I, okay. I,
19: on the sports related thing, I wanted to apologize. You know, during football season, but I didn't know one of your sponsors was a
0: Calhoun. I appreciate you. Thank you, buddy. I got to do this. Let's keep it live, legal, and large, and let's do our thing here. Hopefully, we'll hear some news on um, on CZ at some point. It's probably not going to be good, but who knows? Maybe we'll, Maybe we'll get something miraculous happen. Sean Sinclair, how nice is this weather? The baseball team out there this afternoon. I mean, how I mean, does it get any better than this? How nice it is right now. 75 degrees here today.
16: It's perfect. Uh You know, I had to, had a couple things going on the today and uh yesterday and mm-hmm. uh have shared my tickets and I'm glad people are able to go, but mm-hmm. this is amazing. And then you, what's interesting is remember remember coming out of that first weekend?
9: Mm-hmm.
16: Uh, people were just ripping you. You're you're carrying water for coach, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. what's going on? What's going on? And and uh, we talked about the the pitching staff, and they're still figuring it out. But, buddy, there <laughs> there's a lot of talent on this team. <sighs> and there's a, there's even more talent in that in the, that younger that fresh the freshman, freshman outfielder is incredible. Oh. When they get a chance to uh, show their stuff, and I get it right now, you're, you know, you're. There's a little deference to the guys that have been around, and 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 I get that. Uh, and then you watch that Burt kid, maybe. Oh. And then here's the thing: can you imagine what this place would look like if Brady House would have made it?
0: To oh. Kansas?
16: Have you? Did you guys see Maui is that transfer? Huna guy, I Did you see seen, his transfer yesterday? I, I can't. I can't remember the last time I've seen on turf a shortstop go past the second baseman. Hello. For a ground ball. Hello. I, I don't know that I've ever seen that. Hello.
0: He was ten feet. He was ten feet on the second baseman side in, with his glove hand, uh, moving. And the transfer, Bino, and the ease with which this guy released a baseball was insane yesterday, Bino. And no wonder the major leagues like him, Bino. Insane. Yeah, no, I I thought the same
15: thing that, that Sean did when I first saw the play. It's just... Uh... It's it's extremely rare to see a shortstop range over there and make that play. He looked like a third
16: baseman cutting off a ball. The shortstop was going to have to come up and give. And then and then you have and then you have the other one is and I knew it. People were talking about you know Trey Lipscomb. I mean he the year he had last year is just. I mean I thought Jake Rucker had a great year, but then Trey Lipscomb, you know, exceeded that. I'm not sure that Zane Denton's going to have those kind of numbers. But if you if you go back and watch Zane Denton, you know he's the one that gave us our first loss last year mm-hmm. when he was at Alabama. Mm-hmm. That guy, he may not put up eighty RBIs, but he is so clutch. Just I don't, I don't know how it is. You know they had um you know all the guys last year in the lineup were protected by guys behind him and in front of him.
12: Mm-hmm.
16: and we're still figuring it out. But uh, Denton just just watch. He is an uncanny way of. He's the guy that will. Drive in fifty runs, but they will ninety percent of them will be impactful. And I'm not saying anything about Lipscomb, but there are some guys that drive in a hundred runs. You know, after the after the game has already been won, uh, and so it, it, and again, that sounds like I'm down in uh, Lipscomb. I'm not at all. I'm just suggesting that we may not have the same numbers at third base, but I think they will be just as, if not not more, impactful.
0: Back to the phones, we go. So we're mixing it up today, celebrating Raj and eating some lunch and talking some sports. Hello and welcome into our next call.
20: Uh, Hey, Tony, it's uh, it's Taylor. Hey, Sean, uh, Bino, Brian. Uh, Wanted to share a little bit about Roger. um, And, and Bino, uh, you and and Finko have all articulated, uh, Roger, if there was ever a first ballot Hall of Famer for a VFL and – and radio caller it it was roger Uh, you're just not going to find a a sweeter more honest kind soul on the planet than uh than roger the guy didn't have a fake bone in his body he he loved people he loved christ he he loved his vols you know so many people are are just selfish in nature just by nature they're selfish but but not roger um love people and, and the legacy that uh that that man left uh, is, is ginormous. I mean, he's uh, he's wealthy in terms of the legacy and the friendships and the imprint he made on on folks all over the all over Vol nation is uh, is just hard to even put into words. Um, I'll share a couple of, of things. It, it, you know, I, we'll be on a road trip with my family, and we'll have uh, we'll have your show on. And needless to say, when Roger was on, the entire you know, four of us were just smiling and thoroughly enjoying your good-natured ribbing of Roger. Uh, my son said that he was the best part of the, <laughs> the Basilio show. And uh, I remember a, a time, I, I forget if it was, uh, it doesn't matter the event, but Tony, you were trying to convince Roger, maybe it was free tickets to a midweek baseball game last year. It was some, some sporting event on a Wednesday and you were trying to convince him to go, and he said, "No, Tony, I, I can't miss church." And you continued to kind of just say, "It's not going to hurt this one time, Roger. Come on, this—I got you great tickets. Come on, you know, just good-naturedly giving him, giving him a hard time." And he continued to to uh, to stand uh, steadfast and no, he was not missing Wednesday church. And then if I recall, you know, this is, uh, keep me accurate, but Bino interjected that essentially, Tony, you're going to go to Hades if you continue to try to get Roger to miss Wednesday church. And and you basically said, laughed and said, that's true. But that's just, uh, you know, there's tons of stories about Roger. I'm sure they're going to be, uh, be brought to light, but just what a treasure that we had. Uh, just, uh, it's sad selfishly. I'm super sad that, I'm not going to be able to uh, to experience his laughter and, and that big smile and, and his uh, notorious calls into your show, but we know he's in a he's in a better place. But I hope his family knows just the impact he's had. I, I don't when I think of uh, a true Vol fan, he's number one, and I, I'm sure when I look up and see a, a sunset or a rainbow, I'm going to think of Roger, thinking he's looking down on us in a much better place and. Enjoying good food and and uh, a good ball game somewhere, and uh, I'll just say this, Tony. Um, really appreciate how you supported him and loved uh, on him and cherished him throughout the years. That uh, that means a lot. And uh, rest in peace, Roger. We love you.
0: Thank you, brother. I, I you know I appreciate how we loved on him. I had smart people try to make us about me last night. And I said, listen. Um, And these guys will tell you, Sean will tell you, Bino will tell you, Brian will tell you, because they all made time to come to the birthday parties that we had for him at uh, Smoothie King and down there at Wings Express as well. The outpouring from people, people I've never met. Tony Vitello, when he showed up and brought Blade Tidwell and a couple other guys and uh, There's a great shot of uh, Roger and Tony that somebody sent to me. I mean, just... Whoever took the photo of Roger with the baseball, have you guys seen that? The one... It was like one of Tony's first couple years there where we were down in that little picnic area thing they used to have. They were just trying to do anything to breathe some life into the baseball deal. That is a great picture of Roger holding that baseball. Great picture. the 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 joy that
15: Roger got out of things was mm. just infectious. You could just feel it, see it.
12: Mm-hmm.
15: It uh, it it was amazing, <laughs> and and it, you know Roger was just he's the one person I've ever known that was just immune to peer pressure. Roger knew what he was supposed to do how he was supposed to feel well what he was supposed to eat and you weren't going to change
14: that
0: that is so well put you know so well put
14: you know uh, <laughs> when when someone tried to get Roger to approve uh, of Peter poker and his um, I guess he was wanting Somebody was giving him money for uh, gambling. I guess to go, yeah. And, and somebody brought it up and asked Roger if, if Roger would want to give Peter Poker money. And Roger's like, "Uh, no, <laughs> no,
0: no." Roger's <laughs> like, like, "We're not gambling. Shouldn't be doing that. Hell no. <laughs> Shouldn't be doing that." Let's go
14: back well, to the phones. I, I kind of took it like uh, he didn't trust Peter Poker more than he was t- speaking out against gambling. Back to the
0: phones, we go. Hello, and welcome into our next call.
21: You
0: say, Tony? Hi. Welcome in. You're on the air.
21: It's a sad day.
0: Very sad.
21: But y'all uh, brighten it up. It's what Rogers wants you to do.
0: Well, you were good to him too, Philly. He yeah, was our he was our guy, head. man. He was our guy, buddy.
21: Yeah, he was. He was a lot for remote. Yep. And i never seen a guy
0: eat so much food in my life. So great. So great. Be the treasure
21: and be in a better place.
0: Amen, Philly.
21: And one more thing, uh, what are we gonna next, do. With, uh,
0: what are we gonna do with this basketball team, Phil? We going now, now Matt Dixon asked a question last night. Are they gonna play the kid from Catholic now? Right. They gonna
2: let, they gonna, gonna, gonna give him a chance at
0: point guard or I said no. I said I think that uh Barnes is gonna do Barnes things here. I I'm not I'm not holding my breath on that, are you, Phil?
21: It looks to me like a B he would be playing for him now, out, don't it?
0: I tell you what, man, Meshack looked pretty good last night distributing the basketball, and I don't know if he could do it day day in and day out, but he looked pretty comfortable out there last night, which was very strange.
21: Well he's the best athlete on the
0: team. Not even close.
21: And uh now it's imperative uh, that they go out and sit somebody in, in the uh, spring-signing period because uh, there's no uh, guarantee ZZ will be back in time to start the season next year.
0: I'm afraid you're right. I'm afraid you're right, it, man.
21: I hate, it, I hate it for ZZ, but that was probably to his best performance uh, of the year
0: last um, night. It was really strange. It was almost like... He went down, it pissed those guys off, and they said, not on my watch. That's what I saw from the Vols last you
14: night. You know, I uh, I was braced for a struggle after he went down, yep. but it, it, it gave us the, they gave us the complete opposite. I don't know if they could sustain that over several games, but if they could come close. I think it's like Tony Jones used to tell
0: me. When you lose a player that first game, Usually play batter, and I think that was their first game. I think the, I I, I think the, um, the reality check is going to come Saturday down there at Auburn. That's going to be very difficult for Tennessee to win in that place, even against an Auburn team that essentially plays itself.
21: Yeah, they're going to press. They're going to press. Press is hard. Bruce Pearl, uh, but really Auburn has to win that game. Uh, has to. I mean, if Tennessee goes down there and just plays well, I'll be. Uh, uh, I hope we can uh, avoid being not getting that fourth seed. I'd rather play on the Alabama side than the Kentucky side. Kentucky is uh, uh they look
0: pretty tough right now. They're going to beat I'll us three in know. a row, Phil, if it comes to that. Uh, and what are we going to do with Matt Dixon? That. I mean, we're going to have to, like, hide Matt Dixon away. I mean, what are we going to do with him? Yeah, going to turn into a basket well- case.
21: Guys, I love Roger and y'all. Okay, keep it
0: going. See you. Love you, brother. 865 200 5402. Let's get our next call in. You know, uh, on your Basilio well, show. Barnes phone. actually. Hey,
14: it, it, hey it, go ahead, Brian. I was going to say, th- this year, you know, oh. if, if they don't go far in the tournament, Barnes sort of has an excuse oh. of, about not having Z- Zakai out there. Yep. So we have to sort of give him some slack if, if, that, if that's how it plays.
0: Poli, welcome in. Poli will give him some slack.
13: <laughs> oh, man, guys. I, you know, it's just, it's true, you know. You, you don't appreciate people while they're here enough as we should. You know? Yep. Um, like, uh, every time I go to McDonald's, I've got to give you a story. Yep. Um, two quick ones, but when I was taking them to um, Calhoun's before that Alabama game, hmm I pull in his house, and I've been giving him grief every every day up leading up to that. But he's bringing that Butch Jones football.
0: That's a great story, man.
13: I, I pull in the driveway. He comes out wearing all orange. He gets in the car, and I say, "Hey, Roger, you're forgetting something." What well, What do you mean? I'm not forgetting something. Let's go. We're gonna be late. I go. I can't leave until you go get that football. We're counting on it. He's like, no, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm like, Come on, Raj. So the whole, uh, we finally leave. We're on our way to Calhoun. and I am working on him like you do, Tony. Yep. About, working over, man. Yep. About this football, this yep. football. And we're talking about Butch Jones and I'm getting about a half mile away from Calhoun. and I, I slipped because I'm, I'm pumped with this Alabama thing. I, I said, this, that SOB, Raj. Was smoking a cigar in our stadium after they beat us, and he goes, "Hey, Poli, hey, Polly, can, can you try not to cuss when I'm around? When you're around me?" <laughs> <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, ah, he's a... telling Poli to watch his language. That's when I stopped
13: and I was just starting laughing. <sighs> like, Look at this guy. Uh, and the other one is we went to that, I think it was an early season football game, me, Roger, and my son Brady. Yep. After the game, we're leaving, and we go to McDonald's. He wanted to go to McDonald's, and uh, it's a long line, and Brady is in the back. He's got his Tennessee Sprite or something he's drinking. We we get to the drive-thru finally, and they ask the order, I said, what do you want, Rodge? And he says, 60 chicken nuggets and two large fries. And my son Brady spit Sprite out of his mouth as he was drinking. (laughs) 60. And I go, how many sauces? He goes, "Um, let's just do 15 barbecue and five sweet and sour.
0: I mean, my man. One thing about Raj, you took him somewhere to eat. Uh, you better bring a little extra money because he is a, he is assaulting the place he 's going to when the buffet saw him come and be now <laughs> you know there there are people like me who are like lost leaders who eat like birds, and there are people like him who eat for five people but it's, I just can 't
13: believe we 're not going to hear another phone call you
0: know oh, it just breaks my heart man, and he 's such a sweet love guy you guys. love you man. And thank you for as good as you were, Tom.
15: Uh, Tony uh, Polly was great uh, with Roger. Uh, he Roger and I sat together at one of the Amachi tailgate games, mm-hmm. and uh, and Polly took him to the concession stand, and I don't know, fifty dollars later, brought him back, and uh, uh, Polly left and never returned and i didn't have the heart to tell roger that the reason that polly didn't return is he had forgotten his ID and he couldn't get a beer and he wasn't watching he wasn't watching any pruitt gitmo football without a beer <laughs> so i just told roger that uh, that uh, polly had something come out and he had to leave
0: so one time we were um we were somewhere doing a remote. And there was some breaking story. And Roger's I'm driving Roger around, you know. I took him to the remote. And we're in a car. And I'm talking to somebody. And when I get done talking. He looks over at me and he goes, Uh, so so blank 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 is gonna, you know, Sir so Raj, it looks like this is what's getting ready to happen. You got a source on that? I said, "Excuse me." He said, "I don't know if I believe you. You got a source on that?" I said, "Raj," I said, "I'm giving you a ride. Don't, don't ask for a source. You want to walk?" And now I don't want to walk. I I, I, I want to know your source. You got a source on that? Can can you prove it? <laughs> but, you know, Roger felt comfortable around me that he would bust my stones. True Again, or false? Absolutely true. Absolutely true. I
14: I think you made him that way over time. No question. I, th- I think he, because I remember, I think during the pandemic is when Roger really started to come into his own smaller. Right. I, I thought right. he got better and better and that's better right. that's as, right. the, uh, that's as we right. went on there. We Especially in- with. That's right.
0: Because we had time I- and we invited yeah. him in and we treated him like one of, the, one of our own and we would rough him up some, you know? Which some people would say to me, man, I just can't believe, you know, that's just, that's not good. And I'm like, what, what's not good? We're treating him. Again, I have a brother, four years older than me, special needs. And that my brother, they said, you know, he'll never... The doctors told my family, and he's four years older than me, he'll never be able to do this, he'll never be able to do that, he'll never be able to do this, he'll never be able to, be able to uh, walk properly, he'll never... My brother ice skated, uh, he roller skated, he skateboarded he rode a bike he did all kinds of stuff because he was because my dad said and i learned from that my dad said we never treated him any differently than we treated the rest of the family he said i never treated him any differently than i treated the rest of you i i gave him now obviously he didn't understand a lot of things but 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 we never treated him like he was a museum piece. And, and I, and I kind of took that with Raj. And, and Bino will tell you, Raj would give it to me. I mean, he would. The day the Eagles lost a certain, well, he's on here needling me. I go, Raj, are you going to stop? Well, I mean, I, Tony, are you, are you sad? No, I'm happy. And that one day, Ron Bino, he kept just digging at me on the Super Bowl. Just digging at me. I'm sorry, Tony. This is a sports show. I just wanted to talk. That's (laughs) what he said. He goes, I'm sorry. This is a sports show, Tony. I thought this was a sports show. (laughs) What happened to your Eagles yesterday? Like nine times. Let's go back to our phones. When he asked me what my source was that day, I said, "Raj." Do you believe me that this is getting ready to happen? He goes, he does this thing to me. He goes, sort of, (laughs) sort of. I'm driving you around. What do you mean sort of? So those of you that think you're busting my stones in cyberspace when when you're saying what you're saying about me, Roger was doing it in my car. It's so fun, man. God, I'm going to miss him. Oh, man, I'm going to miss him.
16: Do, they, do people think they're really getting under your skin? We, we rip you more than anybody. Right. right.
0: And, that's, and, that, and Roger and, that, and the point is Roger felt comfortable enough to be one of us, which is just, to me, so beautiful. Because we gave it right back to him. Like the needling of the throwing the football away, you could see him smiling at us like we're like Rog. You gonna bring your football next week down here at Calhoun's on the river? You gonna bring it down? We'll throw it in the ocean, throw it in the water. It'd be great. You just see him smile. No, oh, and he smile that smile on his face. Hello and welcome into our next call. You are live on our I'm, tribute for Raj. Hi. I am B C. Hey B C. Welcome in.
22: It's a sad day, but like. Everybody else's voice, I want to add mine to it, that it's a great day for Roger, but a sad day for us. And, you know, Tony, I've reached the age, you and I are the same age, where, as you say about other people that you mean as a compliment, he just doesn't care. Well, I just don't care anymore. And I'm going to say some things that maybe some other people might not say, but a lot of us kind of know, or at least some of us remember. And I'm just going to come right out and say, Roger was around for a long time and was a frequent caller to state run and let's just say they didn't they, they barely tolerated him. I mean barely and if my memory is right, and it might not be I'm okay with that but my memory <clears throat> is that they kind of pushed him off to the side for a while didn't want to take his calls kept him to a minimum um, just held him at the lengthiest of arm's length. But I, I realized with other people that you reached out to him, he found you, you found him, and you didn't just accept him. Like you were just saying, you embraced the guy. You put him in a place where he could be seen, heard, talked to, experienced by all kinds of people instead of just the callers or the audience of State Run who are like, "What's up with that guy with the stutter?" So, I just want to say hats off to you because a lot of people would have missed the blessing of Roger if you hadn't just hugged that guy with both arms.
0: Somebody say something. This guy's making me cry. Bino, say something, please.
15: Take it away, Bino. I think. I think. I think. C's correct um, and I've, I've heard you say it Tony and it's uh, it's a humble thing to say and there's a lot of truth to it I heard you say it I've heard you text it I've seen you blog it um, What whatever we gave uh, we got back more
22: and there, there's a, a great parable that Jesus told about uh, the banquet and a lot of people didn't want to come to the banquet so he said the, the banquet host said go out and get the people that might not have been invited might not have been remembered and might have been left out the first time around and give them the place of honor and that's exactly what you did Tony. so I just no one else is going to say it and you definitely aren't going to say it about yourself because as Tony Bruno would say that's not your style but I'm giving you all the credit for that and and I'm just so glad that you embraced that guy and I got to meet him and that was a wonderful experience for me so i just want to say that today so thanks guys i'll talk to y'all soon
0: thank you um let's go back to our phones on well, a day we celebrate raj hello and welcome in to our next call
19: hey josh
0: hey josh hey
12: bino hey
15: bron hello joshy josh
12: It has a sad day after the passing of Roger and uh, after seeing what happened last night to ZZ.
0: Yep, weird day. Very weird.
12: Tony, I want to share a story about Roger, that's okay. I met Roger a few years ago. It was uh, the watch party at Wildmore, and uh, he ran up to me and gave him, he gave me a hug, and I told him, hey, Roger, I'm Joshy Boy, and he said, it's nice to meet you, Joshy Boy, and uh, I told Roger how much I'm a fan of him, and how much I love his calls and told him, you're really a joy to be around Roger. And you make me laugh. And, uh, the, the next time it was for a Tennessee baseball watch party at corner 16, Tony, when, uh, when I got there, he came up to me and gave me a hug and, uh, I just
0: I miss him so much, Tony, yeah, uh he loved you man, you yeah. called me you called me yesterday to ask me if that was true, and um, your emotion yesterday will never be forgotten by this living fan, so Josh your boy, he loved you, buddy,
12: Tony, uh. My favorite picture that was shared yesterday of him holding up that baseball at the party you guys had. You know that that was one of my favorite pictures that was shared yesterday. I know. Is that
0: is that precious or is that precious?
12: It's precious.
0: Well, I, I appreciate and, uh, you. Yeah.
12: The one of uh, him waving the flag too with Lambrito w- yep with, with Lambert.
0: Lambrito yep down at corner 16 that was uh that was an incredible incredible day incredible time and, Tony uh, yep.
12: I don't I don't know if I could hold a tear back yesterday and I couldn't hold one back today when I was trying to work out I just got done working out the, at the gym and. Mm-hmm. It just makes me so sad. You don't know when you're gonna lose your loved ones. Hug your loved ones and uh, hold them tight, guys. Have
0: a good day. Well put. Well put, Josh, your boy. Hello and welcome into our hey, next man. call. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on the air. Um, Tony Basilio show on a Wednesday.
23: Roger was our ultimate friend and compatriot, guys.
0: Yes, he was, W. Lynn.
23: And uh, I'll always remember his eternal smile. And I know now that eternal smile is where we all want to get to one day. And uh, I told my my angel Ellen, was a special needs teacher. I said, Ellen, you got one you need to take care of up there. I said that yesterday. And uh, to me, Roger was the guy that I always looked for first, Tony, when I came to a remote or a listener watch party. And uh, I always used to talk about or I always still do, talk about the 12th man in football, the 6th man in basketball. Roger was the ultimate 12th and the ultimate 6th man. And no matter what was going on with the Tennessee volunteers, his blood ran more orange than all of ours put together. And I'm going to tell you something guys. We won that game last night when ZZ went out because Roger's spirit filled the whole team. I really believe that.
0: Thank you guys. Thank you, W. Lynn. Back to the funds we go. It's beautiful to get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, guys. Dave. Hey, Dave.
23: Yeah, Tony, you did, you, you're part of the community. You made Rod, Roger's part of the community, and that's the difference between you and that other bunch on the other side of town. And they always... I, I, I heard Roger calling out their show, and they always treated him like like there was something else. You know, they didn't treat him... I have an autistic brother, and we treat him no different than we treat the rest of us. We just, and and that's a tribute to you, and 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 the fact that uh, that you you established a show that's part of this community. What those clowns do on the other side is is what it is, and, and I guess they have a purpose. I guess I don't know what the purpose is,
0: but, but well, I mean, uh, let's not do that. We're just, you know, here's the thing about us. I, I just love people. And the first time I met him, I had known him from calling other shows. And, and you know, Bean, I was trying to remember, and Dave, give me one second here to unpack us with Beanstar. We were down, I remember where it was because I remember the day. We were set up outside down at um, what used to be the Pilot Convenience Store which is now under a new name, but it was down there on Merchant Road. That's I remember right. that like it was yesterday. We were outside. It was a Friday. It was a nice day, and he walked up with somebody. I, I, I don't know who the person was. That person might might or might not be listening right now. But, you know, that guy walked into our life, and it was what, 15 years ago? Would yes. you say? Something close to that? Uh,
15: Tony, I, I think I think it was at a time <clears throat> when I was with you full time. So it was between two thousand six and two thousand eight.
0: So fifteen, yeah. That was, my instinct was fifteen years ago, maybe a little more than that. So Roger would have been how old then, Bino? He would have been he's forty. So he would have been, been about twenty five or so. 24, 25. So we found Roger right after he... You know, he went over to Central High School. And and invariably, Dave, somehow... I think it was... You know, Roger would meet you and say, can I get your phone number? He would do it with everybody. And some people gave him their phone number and some people didn't. Whatever. But if you're giving his phone number, you're getting called. And... And then we just started, you know, going and getting him and inviting him and making him a part of what we did And man, 15 years. I didn't realize we'd gotten that attached to him. When I got that news yesterday, I was just like, I mean, it was just, it was one of the darkest days of my life. I mean, I'm just not going to lie to you. But uh, go ahead, Dave.
23: Well, you have established yourself as part of this community, Tony, for years now, and you make a lot of people feel special. And, uh, that's a tribute to you and your show and what you've done over the years. And, uh, and that's all I got to say. Roger's in a better place, and, uh, he was a fine man.
0: And, uh, God bless him. God bless y'all. Bye. Thank you. God, I didn't realize it been that long. It had been 15 years. Wow! Hello, and welcome into our next call.
18: Hey guys.
10: Hey,
18: Mariano. Uh, Tony, just one thing—I just want to say this, uh, and then I'll go on to Roger. But the uh, Georgia culture problem continues to roll on, doesn't it? Right.
0: It's been uh, very. football program, it's been extremely swept under the rug. Brian read a report today where that girl's blood alcohol level was extremely high when that thing left the road and jalen carter's out there racing with them and apparently that car left the roadway going what brian would you say 105 miles an hour something yeah like that it effect. was
14: triple digits yeah. like 104 and,
0: and kirby smart out. has had a has figured out how to tamp it all down i mean when your blood alcohol content is that and you leave the roadway and two people die in a vehicle that's issued by the school or rented by the school, Mariano, and you tamp that thing down, that's a whole lot of power that Kirby Smart has. That just goes to show you what winning does.
18: That's true, Tony, but you know, you go back, you know, like I mentioned last week or week before, there's six incidents other than this since since last September. So anyway, let's move on to Roger because this is his day. Uh Tony, I never met Roger remote. and remote. I was always working, couldn't get out to the remotes very much or for whatever reason, but this past, uh, this past fall, uh, went to the, uh, Powell and Maribel Thursday night game out at Powell. So, uh, walked down to the restroom, uh, concession stand area there at Powell. And there was Roger and I recognized Roger. When I up and spoke to him. I told him who I was. And he said, Oh, you know, he you know, speaks, of course. He said, Oh, I know. He said, I just love your calls. You know? And, uh, Tony, I guess you just say, uh, and I've heard this often that God doesn't make any junk. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, I saw a, a uh, program one day and it was talking about coach stallings and his relationship with his special needs son john mark and coach stallings made the remark that when john mark was born he had down syndrome that he prayed to god that god would heal john mark it would change john mark and uh he said at the end of his life that uh god didn't change john mark he changed everyone around john mark and uh, I think that's exactly what Roger did. Uh, and the only thing I can say about Roger, he he was pure in spirit. And, and the Bible says, blessed are the pure in spirit, for they shall see God. See you, guys. Wow. Eight six five 200, <sighs>
0: Eight, six, five, 200 five, four, zero, two. We're celebrating Roger's life today. And. Also, Mariano took the opportunity there. It's a beautiful call to admire uh, Georgia, and they're um, they're making it go away, as we say in the trade. When you're winning, you can make it go away. We're going to take a brief time out, continue our conversation, continue our calls. I've got two hours in me today. I I hope you understand that, so if you want to jump in, jump in. I'm just... um, I'm just like the rest of us trying to work through this as we continue with more after this.
6: This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best
11: radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.
24: Join us on April 21st at 7.30 a.m. for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is going to be an annual event. It'll be hosted by the Tohee Golf Course on April 21st, starting at 7.30 to noon. Proceeds from this tournament will go towards the academic and athletic opportunities for our students at Columbia Central. Please contact Ms. Christy Smith at Columbia Central High School or Dr. Mike Steele, the principal at Columbia Central High School. Hope to see you out there to celebrate this amazing individual for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This
10: is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hello
0: and welcome back to our show. It's your Tony Basilio show, 46 past the hour. On a Wednesday, Dr. Sean Sinclair is here, S-C-A-N, Sinclair, D-D-S, beautiful Maryville. And uh, Cinco, um, you know, we're just getting together as a family and, and being a... I wanted to jump in here, and Sean's like, you know what? Yes, let's do that, of course, obviously. Let's go back to the phones. We're celebrating Rod today on the air and then talking some sports here, kind of mixing it up as we go. Congratulations, Greg Polinski, an incredible scout versus Arkansas. He also had that tremendous scout versus Alabama as well. Uh, maybe Tennessee's two best games of the year. Boy, he had Arkansas... They had those guys totally figured out last night. Let's go back to the phones and get our next call in. Hello and welcome.
25: Hey boys, definitely a sad day. And uh, yesterday, when Tom Marine called me and uh, hey Billy. told me the news, hey buddy, how are you guys doing? Hey buddy. When Tom told me told me the news yesterday you know, about Roger's passing, uh, you know, just a couple of thoughts certainly came to my mind after getting to know Roger over the years. A lot. A beautiful call by Mariano, by the way. Too. The one thing that when you got to know Roger, you realize was that Roger had a innocent faith in his Savior that most of us never dream of having. And you you got to know that from him. And I, I called my brother and let him know yesterday. The one thing we both thought was. You know, Roger met Jesus yesterday, and for the first time in his life, he had a clear mind, and he got to see and look down and see the love that all this the Basilio family had for him and how much they cared about him. And, and I know he was looking down and was happy, that's for sure. And you had a huge part to do with that. Um, um, and he just became part of our this Basilio family.
0: That's really sweet. Man. That's a sweet way of looking at it.
25: Well, a couple of my favorite Roger stories yep. and um and these are fun stories. Um, w. Lynn had his softball tournament a couple of years and if you re- if you remember Roger came out and was a part of that and I think I had forty five dollars and every time I looked up he was wanting a snow cone or fries and <laughs> I think I had some- maybe five dollars left. Every time I'm like Roger you eat like he made me some fries and so we were, you know, we were, if you recall, we were there from day to, until night almost, but, uh, uh, I think Tom had came mid afternoon and provided jerseys for us and, and Roger, I think got a medium and I don't think Roger's wore a medium since he's been 10 years old. And- you know, you know what he
0: looked like in that medium. Pino, <laughs> were you out there
14: that day? He looked like uh, he, I was, he looked like, was. He,
0: he looked like some of those clothes that Hannah Storm wore, wears on ESPN when Tony Kornheiser got suspended cuz he said Hannah Storm looks like she wore a sausage casing this morning. Roger in that medium looked like a sausage casing.
11: He looked
25: like Winnie the Pooh. Right? Yes, but but I will tell you when we let Roger back. Yes. And he made contact the first pitch. And when you saw Roger run the bases all the way from home to home, and the joy and the smile on his face was a memory that I will never forget.
0: That's awesome, dude. That's awesome.
25: I I called my dad yesterday and let him know. And my dad's (sighs) favorite Roger story, bar none, and it has to be one of your favorites, is when Roger was on and (laughs) and Bino knows, the dogs you couldn't even hear in the background. And you asked Roger <laughs> how many dogs he had. And I think he said, and you're like, well, you, what's their name? And Roger, no matter what, he would not tell you the names of those dogs. Nope. No matter how hard you press. <laughs> and you pressed for 15 minutes. And a little fella said, Tony, I can't tell you. And he was like, please don't ask me. My dad, who's 77 years old, Every time we talk, or when Roger comes on, he gets this giant grin on his face, and that he, he'll he never forget that. And if you remember, Roger sang happy birthday cake to my father. He sure did. His
0: birthday. God, man, that Roger. Was, that's such that a great point about Roger. The way yeah. he celebrated life. Yes. And birthdays were so important to him. Oh, there's no. Question. So important. His birthday was so important to him, man.
25: Oh, and Marine, I, I I reached out to Tom yesterday, like I reached out to you. We talked about it. Tom Marine had a special place in his heart for Roger. Yep. Tom Marine loved him uh. above and beyond. I can remember I, the first time he had his birthday here. I brought Roger a nice Nike sweatshirt, and he you know he he said thank you, Billy. Said. But next time, can you bring me a short sleeve because I sweat in the long sleeve. Hey, <laughs> i, 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 I I'll tell you, I, you something, I Billy. You.
15: Yeah, you know. He, uh, Roger loved Tom, too. Uh, oh, one of the crazy. only times I've seen Roger just down in the dumps. Was Tony picked him up to take him to his birthday party, and for whatever reason, we had to swap it that day from the Smoothie King to like that Wings place over That's there. That's right, Wings Express. On Wings Express, oh, Wings on Express. On Highway, there. Roger got ill with me. Roger yeah, got there. out of the car, and and I could tell there was something wrong. And and Tony said Roger's mad at me, and I said, What are you mad about, Roger? And all he said was Smoothie King. I want to go yeah, with we want a gallon smoothie.
25: We went to Wings Express for Roger's birthday. I can remember it. Yeah, how, I, in closing, boys. I'll tell you this. Yep. Uh, my brother's a school teacher, and he—I wasn't able to call him. If the school was out, and I told him about Roger's passing. He has two teenage daughters that grew up listening to Roger on the radio, and when I told him, the two girls that had never met Roger, they were visibly upset because they had hurt him their whole lives on your show, and you had two young girls whose Roger impacted their lives, and he never met him, and that's the kind of impact he had. Knoxville Radio and this radio show will never be the same. We were all blessed to know Roger these last 10 or 15 years, and my life's better for it. Boys, I thank you. Have a good day.
0: Thank you. I want to read something that a friend of mine sent me last night. I'm going to make him nameless here. But this is what Sean Sinclair was talking about earlier. Which is that God gives all of us a light to shine. All of us. He said, Tony, as you might or might not know, I grew up with a stuttering problem. It's gotten a lot better since I was a young kid, obviously, but I can remember listening to the radio as a kid, as a teenager, and hearing Roger on different shows. And you know what? He was such an inspiration to me and had such an impact on me and my life for the good. He inspired me. He said, I know in this world we all kind of regret stuff. I wish I had the chance to tell that guy what an inspiration he was to me and to thank him. Prayers up. It was a message I got last night. I just find that remarkable. But you know that day, and, again, we talk about how I didn't hold no quarter with Roger sometimes. I treated him like I would treat one of my kids. Bino saw me. I walked right over to Roger. I said, Roger, what's the, what's the matter? You mad at me? I said, Roger, you're getting a birthday party today, buddy. You need to get glad. Remember that, Vino? You need to get glad. Absolutely. And very seldom. But I did it in love with him. And he knew, he knew in the back of his mind, you know what? Because what happened that day was he had an overwhelming amount of people come in here, come in that place and bring him such joy. But Roger had a deal, and he might knows him knows us where when he got something in his head, he wanted it to be that way, because it's what he was anticipating. And and we we threw a, uh, what was the word? We we called an audible on him. He didn't like the audible. He but, was visibly upset. Yes. But at the
15: end of that day, yep. I remember him telling you with basically a tear in his eyes, Tony, I am overwhelmed.
0: That's exactly he right.
15: He used the word, and that's exactly what he
0: told you. That's exactly right. He said overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Let's go back to our phones. And let me tell you something. He was overwhelmed not because anything I did. I mean, if anything, I screamed at him that day, basically. It was because this audience was not going to let that kid be forgotten on his day. You were not going to let this kid be forgotten. And that one year during COVID where he made that list of all those gift cards and all those places he wanted, and people said, is that for real? And I mean you all went above and beyond and bombarded him with stuff. If you could have seen his face when we brought that stuff to him. Look, my name's on this, but we're all part of this. That's the, that's the, the magic of this whole thing. Sure, my name's on it. It could easily be you. It can easily be your name on it. In fact, your name is on it. Anybody hearing me? That's the reality. This thing's connected here. It's the beauty of it. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call.
10: Tony, it's Celtic Drew. Um, How are you doing
0: today,
10: buddy? Hey, I want to share a couple lamentations, I guess, if you will, and then give my favorite memory real quick to close us out here today. Um, You know, I'm 32 years old, Mm -hmm. and I grew up um, listening to sports radio probably from the time, you know, my dad would take me to school. When he'd pick me up, we always had uh, sports radio on. So I kind of grew up listening to Roger on the radio from the time I was a child to now adulthood, right, Um, married with kids. And I think the thing that's interesting is, You know, when you're young and you hear things that you're not familiar with, that you don't understand, you you tend to think about them in immature ways, right? You you tend to not, um, you tend to shun away from those things. And I remember being young and hearing Roger, and you'd almost cringe when you heard his calls. You know what I mean? Because you were young, didn't quite understand. Hey, what is this that I'm listening to? What, what, what's this guy's deal? So on and so forth. And then you get older, your worldview changes, and the way that you view people changes. You have different experiences that impact your life. And I, I think I, I felt that way about Roger. And as I got older and, you know, just appreciated him more and more and his calls. And I remember my dad kind of having this talk with me, explaining to me who he was, you know, to that he had great calls, respect him and listen to him, so on and so forth, right? So to bring this all full circle, now I'm the parent. With- uh, hey,
0: Jerry, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Hold your thought. We'll do some overtime here.
6: This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in
11: southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.
17: This is Tripp Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over 399 dollars It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the
12: police with the helpful hardware phone.
2: Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. our stars.
24: This is Dr. Mike Steele. Tune in to American Steele, a weekly discussion of topics and events related to the challenges in our world. Listen as we examine the path to relevance and truth in our society and culture. You can catch the show on 101.7 WKOM at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Also, we can be found online at WKOM Radio or on Twitter at WKOM WKRM. See you on Sunday.
14: I'll never forget the day I decided to go out for the football team. Mr. Banks, the JV football coach and my history teacher, asked me to stay after class. I thought I was in trouble. He said, hey, Darius, have you thought about going out for football? I think you'd be great. Fact is, I never played football. Fact is, I never had anyone tell me I'd be great at something. So, with no experience at all, I signed up and a week later, I padded up and was running drills on the field. I never was great, but playing high school sports was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I was accepted by my teammates, and I learned that when someone
24: believes in you, you can believe in yourself. Encourage a student you know to take part in a high school sport. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.